Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Tuesday. This is Seattle Now. Seattle residents, keep an eye out. Democracy vouchers will be showing up in your mailboxes starting this week. Sure, they may look like Valpac coupons, but they're actually a way for you to financially support candidates in the city council election. KUOW's David Hyde is here to tell us about democracy vouchers and why you might not want to recycle them with your junk mail. But first, let's get you caught up. Amazon is ordering office staff to work in person three times a week starting May 1st. In a memo to employees, CEO Andy Jassy says the change will be better for collaborating and learning and will be good for businesses in the surrounding urban core. Seattle Metro Chamber of Commerce says Amazon's decision is a welcome demonstration of community leadership and a much-needed boost for downtown. A proposal before the King County Council would bring back employees fired as a result of the county's vaccine mandate. County Vice Chair Reagan Dunn's proposal would prioritize rehiring the 281 employees who were let go, including 110 employees from King County Metro and 33 from the county sheriff's office. There's a similar bill proposed in the state legislature for the 1,900 state employees fired for noncompliance. And this week, we're headed back into winter with some below-average temperatures and maybe even some snow this week. The National Weather Service says it'll be rainy today, but progressively colder as the week goes on, increasing the chance for snow. Overnight lows will be in the 20s by Wednesday. Have you ever wanted to back a candidate financially but didn't have the scratch to do it? Well, the city has your back. Democracy vouchers are a way to fund your favorite city candidate, and they're heading to Seattle mailboxes today. If you want to have a say in which candidate is getting your vouchers, now's the week to to get on that. That's KUOW's David Hyde. He says if it feels like the city council races have been getting more interesting lately, these vouchers are partially why. You know, we've seen a bunch get in, and part of the reason they're getting in right now is because these vouchers are coming right now. And so they want to try to gather these vouchers when they first arrive in your mailbox before, you know, they've had time to get to the bottom of the birdcage or whatever, right? All right. So you might be wondering what exactly is a democracy voucher? Well, it's kind of like a coupon that allows Seattle residents to financially support candidates of their choice. Coupon is a great, great way of thinking about it, because this isn't money you pulled out of your bank account. It's just this thing that says $25 on it, right? And if you don't spend it, like it's not like you're throwing away $25, but it does represent $25 in real value that if you spend it actually represents hard currency that goes into the pockets of uh, these campaigns and, and gives them a better shot at potentially getting their message out there. This is a system intended to curb the effects of the Citizens United ruling. That's the ruling where the Supreme Court decided that the free speech clause of the First Amendment prohibits the government from restricting independent expenditures for political campaigns by corporations, including nonprofit corporations, labor unions, and others. Democracy vouchers are a relatively new tool in Seattle, but now other cities are looking to emulate it. KUOW's David Hyde is here to talk about what results democracy vouchers have brought about in Seattle elections and how you can use yours. Hey, David. Hi, Trish. So Seattle residents are about to get democracy vouchers in the mail. What is the Seattle Democracy Voucher Program? This is Seattle's exciting system for public financing for elections, right? So it's an effort to address 
this bigger problem of money in politics. It's paid for through your property taxes. And for this election, I just uh, checked in with Seattle Ethics and Elections. There'll be $5.25 million available to help fund campaigns. To participate in the program, you, you just need to basically be a resident over the age of 18 living in Seattle. You don't even have to be a citizen. It's a very progressive program. You just need to be a permanent resident uh, or a green card holder. All right, so there's millions of dollars of property tax money set aside for this program. What were the goals of the voucher program? We live in a system where wealthy donors and interest groups and big labor all give a lot more money than the rest of us. And so, you know, a lot of people think that money is distorting the process and affecting how we ultimately try to solve all the issues that people care about. Housing, housing affordability, equity, like will the Sonics ever come back to Seattle? <laughs> At one time, governments could control campaign spending. And so what democracy vouchers do is they say, well, what if we, you know, increase this new system, the voluntary system of public financing that also is going to include some voluntary campaign spending limits? And that's basically what voters decided to do back in 2015. And then I would say, like, after the thing actually passed, there were a couple of more explicitly sort of stated goals based on perhaps the program's results. They they kind of clarified. And now uh, proponents talk more about two specific goals, getting more people involved in the financing of elections and encouraging more candidates to run for office. All right, then let's talk about how successful the voucher program has been at achieving these goals, starting with getting more people participating in campaign finance. Has that happened? Totally. There are definitely more donors now. Uh, I was just looking, Seattle has the most biggest diverse donor pool in the United States at this point. And, um, you know, kind of understandably, right? We're, we're giving out these vouchers. Uh, it used to be very few people participated and, and gave money in campaigns. Now we're, we're seeing many more do it. It's around 7% of the voting age population. And proponents say, this is awesome. It's a huge win because part of what this might mean is that candidates are going to be spending less time, you know, catering to the big wealthy donors and the special interest groups and spending more time talking to regular folks. Now, these vouchers are supposed to put some power in the people's hands to balance out big donors. But is it working? I spoke to Seattle political consultant Michael Charles about this. He's working on a number of council races this year, and he's a critic of the voucher program. There's been a significant shift in the way we fund our campaigns, and that funding has led to worse outcomes with regards to political spending. So he basically says, you know, there's big money pouring in from these outside groups that's having a big, you know, influence on the campaigns and and he says it's bad for democracy for a variety of reasons defenders of the voucher program say look we can only do so much we can't you know control money in politics um every reform can't solve every problem but it doesn't mean you know these kinds of reforms are bad ideas sure sure have we had more candidates run for office since we've started democracy vouchers Yeah, many more candidates are running in 2019 than we'd seen in the two previous cycles. So that was the last local city council race, which is what we're we're dealing with this year. I spoke with University of Washington political science professor Jake Grombach about this, and he's a big fan of democracy vouchers. How money in politics matters is it shapes the pool of candidates who enters to run in the first place. 
and programs like democracy vouchers, the goal is that you make it easier to enter into local politics as a candidate without having a base of your own money and uh, private donors that you already know. So yeah, we got more city council candidates in 2019. You know, we'll see what happens in the next cycle. I would just point out that in the mayor's race, the last mayor's race, we actually saw fewer candidates. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Political consultant Michael Charles had a different perspective on that. He said, sure, there are tons of candidates, but that might make it harder for voters to kind of keep track of the debates and all these different candidates. It's harder for him to try to reach people in some ways. And so what do you do, Trish, when you're trying to figure out how to vote? Right. You look out of the Seattle Times or the stranger, use the cheat sheet. You know, I talk to people on election night. Who did you vote for? I can't remember the name. Uh, who did the stranger have? You know, and uh, and so and if you look at the last few you know elections, like both of those papers have had a really good track record in picking the two candidates that go into the general elections. I don't know if that's really, you know, fair criticism of democracy vouchers, but it may well be that newspaper endorsements are, are, are having a big role. Yeah, and certainly when more candidates run for office, when there's a healthy pool of candidates, it certainly puts a lot of work on the voters to suss all of that out. David, are election outcomes actually changing because of democracy vouchers? I don't think so. I think candidates who got a ton of outside support before were the ones who were winning, you know, making it into primaries for the most part, or certainly, you know, the ones that won in the general elections. And they're still the candidates who are winning in general elections. So it's changed the process, you know, in significant ways. But I think, you know, the jury's still out on how much this is actually ultimately changing outcomes. Mm. All right. Well, how exactly do they work? If I wanted to donate my voucher to a candidate I supported, how would I go about doing that, David? So, Trish, you just you fill them out. You can either send them directly to Seattle Ethics and Elections or you can donate these vouchers directly to the candidates. All right. Well, as we've been talking about, the success of these vouchers is mixed. But is it important to try to find ways to empower people to participate in elections? So that's definitely what University of Washington professor Jake Grumbach told me. You know, he says, look, see this in the context of broader democratic reforms that are happening in the state. You know, this is a very progressive state in terms of we've got vote by mail, same day voting, all kinds of reforms to make it easier to participate and to increase participation in the process. And he says this is just one more thing and that these kinds of uh, improvements, like I sort of mentioned earlier, you know, might take time to develop. So we might see the results, you know, five and 10 years from now. Critics say, you know, I've seen enough. They're not, they're not impressed with the program. They don't think it's um, changing the system very much. And they really don't like this increase in independent expenditure funding, which they actually blame the democracy voucher program, you know, for, for doing. David, this is a relatively new program in the city. Let's talk about what could happen with these vouchers in the future. Programs up for renewal in 2025. And, you know, Seattle voters like this kind of thing. If I had to bet, I'd say it's probably going to be renewed. But you never know, you know, if somebody decided to run a campaign against it, then maybe it won't. Hmm. All right. Democracy vouchers going out to voters today and you can use them right as soon as they show up in your mailbox, right? Send them right back. Yeah. All right. Yep. KUW reporter David Hyde. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Trish. 
Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Today's episode was produced by Brooklyn Jamerson Flowers. The show is also produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez, Claire McGrain, Brandy Fullwood, Vaughn Jones, and Jenny Cecil Moore. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow.